بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين so in the previous class we began the chapter concerning ahkam the rulings connected to izalat al-najasa izalat al-najasa the rulings that are connected to the removal of an-najasa of impurity and then after the sheikh mentioned yani the fact that the muslim that which is requested from him is that he removes yani anything which is impure that he yani is yani he um, he strives to purify himself from those impure uh, substances and when he intends to perform the salah or those matters that require tahara the sheikh he mentioned that najasa that yani is obligatory upon us to remove he mentioned yani by way of categorizing for us making clear for us yani najasa awwalan which is connected to or attached to the earth and that which is connected to the earth and so the sheikh he mentions that if the najasa is found on the earth or anything connected to it such as the walls and the rocks and so on anyone remember what we do in this situation we pour water over that part so if a person wants to pray somewhere for example yani he's outside wants to pray but he knows there's some najasa there so all the place he can pray for example but he knows there's some najasa there and to re- the way he can remove that najasa is by pouring water over by pouring water over that that area and likewise the sheikh he mentioned and it can be done by pouring water or what else yani the pouring water is the person himself pouring the water but there's also natural ways huh it's taken away by the rain water and so on now i'm taken away by rain water or water that happens to yani uh, run by and flow by like that now and if the najasa is not connected to the earth the earth itself mm, the sheikh mentioned detail so now there's detail here if the najasa is from a kalb dog or khanzir the pig or whatever and whatever comes from them what's the tariqa here what's the way in how we purify from this najasa we wash seven times one of them with turab one of them with turab one of those washes with yani uh, with dust now طيب any the najasa other than the dog and the pig such as bowel urine right defecation blood what's the way and how we purify or remove remove that, that impurity with water with with water along with what because we're not, we're not talking about the, the the earth anymore we're talking about maybe one's garment yani the blood is on one's garment or urine on one's garment 
water with wringing it with wringing that garment wringing the garment you know what ring is not the, not the ring you wear on your finger ring the verb it begins with the W I believe yeah, and to squeeze out to squeeze out that, that water now up until it goes up until yeah, and you're fairly uh, certain somewhat certain that it's gone you don't see any uh, traces no smell but we mentioned something some some an, an, an exception we mentioned a slight exception anyone recall that if the stain remains some stains are stubborn as we mentioned you didn't use purcell or those more expensive ones you use a cheap cheap one and it's just, or even with the expensive one yeah, and it hasn't completely removed the stains some stains they just don't go here yeah, and that is excused that is excused as long as you know yeah, and it, it's gone really the 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 smell and the yeah, the the uh, najasa itself yeah, and it has gone all it's left is yeah, and it, uh, stain now so we come to the point where the sheikh now mentions the maqsulat those things that are washed those things that are washed maqsulat those things that are washed ala thalathati anwa there are three types the things that we wash there are three types so we'll listen to the sheikh المغسولات على ثلاثة أنواع النوع الأول ما يمكن عصره مثل الثوب فلا بد من عصره مع الغسل النوع الثاني ما لا يمكن عصره ويمكن تقليبه كالجلود ونحوها فلا بد من تقليبه بالماء النوع الثالث ما لا يمكن عصره ولا تقليبه فلا بد من دقه وتثقيله في الماء بأن يضع عليه شيئا ثقيلا حتى يذهب Low battery. In general, things washed can be divided into three categories. Number one, squeezable things such as clothes, so they must be wrung out after washing. Two, unsqueezable things such as leather and the like, so they have to be overturned during washing. Number three, things that can neither be wrung out nor overturned. Such things have to be washed, scrubbed, and then pressed with a heavy object until most of their water dries. Is that clear? That's all clear. So these are the three things, the three uh, categories when, it come, when, it, when, when we're talking about those things that are washed. Either something being washed can fall into will fall into one of these three categories. Either it's something which you're able to wring and squeeze, such as a fold, garment. You're able to take it, wash it, and squeeze out the water after washing it. Here, it's necessary. You have to wring it. Now you have to squeeze it out. The second time, that which you're not able to do that to. You're not able to, to wring it. Uh, however, you're able to overturn, turn it, turn it over. You're able to turn it over, such as the Sheikh gave example of jalud, leather, and so on. Um, I don't know, maybe um, a mattress, for example. Yeah, maybe yeah, the child urinated, and so on. Yeah, and it's things which you're not able to squeeze and to wring. Now. النوع الثالث 
The third type is that which you're not able to squeeze and to wring, nor are you able to overturn it. Overturn it. Here, فَلَا بُدَّ مِنْ دَقِّهِ So here, you have to يعني, um, rub it, you have to place something heavy. Heavy over it, open to يعني, um, most of the water, it leaves and goes. Now, so these are the three ways in how things are washed. تتحلل النجاسة منه وإن خفي موضع نجاسة في بدن أو ثوب أو بقعة صغيرة كمصلى صغير وجب غسل محتمل وجود النجاسة فيه حتى يجزم بزواله وإن لم يدري في أي جهة منه غسل جميعه ويكفي في تطهير بول الغلام الذي لم يأكل الطعام غشه بالماء لحديث أم قيس أنها أتت بابن لها صغير لم يأكل الطعام إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأجلسه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حجره فبال على ثوبه عليه وسلم بماء فنضحه ولم يغسله متفق عليه وإن كان الغلام يأكل الطعام لشهوة واختيار فبوله مثل بول الكبير وكذا بول الأنثى الصغيرة والكبيرة في جميع هذه الأحوال when the filthy area on one's body, low battery, clothes, a small place of prayer or the like cannot be located, the whole suspected area has to be washed until it is certain that impurity has been removed. Still, if the impure area itself cannot be identified, the whole object has to be washed. As for a pure material soiled with urine of an infant, it is sufficient to purify it with sprinkling water, not washing it, as stated in the hadith narrated on the authority of Umm Qais bint Mihsan, uh, she narrated, I brought my baby son, who had not started eating ordinary food then, to Allah's Messenger وسلم, who took him and made him sit in his lap. The child urinated on the garment of the Prophet ﷺ, so he ﷺ asked for water and sprinkled it over the soiled area without washing it. However, if the child is old enough to eat ordinary food, the ruling of his or her urine is regarded as that of grown-ups. In such cases, urine is to be removed by washing as in the case of other kinds of impurity. So, uh, if the area of the najasa, and whether that is the the body itself, we don't know where the urine dropped or yeah, where it is, the thobe, and if the yeah, some najasa, some impure substances on the garment or an area on the floor, um, then the sheikh he mentions that that which is obligatory is that you wash that which you يعني, have that overwhelming suspicion concerning where the location of that impurity is. Hmm? يعني, 
if, if you're not sure, exactly sure, but you have an idea, you have an idea of where it is, somewhere, yani, uh, yani, maybe in the lower part of the garment, on the left side, and you have a, a good idea, then, yani, uh, you should um, wash that area up until you're certain, you, yani, you determine somewhat that uh, the nijas has gone. And if you're not sure exactly where it is, then you should wash the whole garment. You should wash the whole garment. And then the Sheikh mentions the fact that uh, the urine of the ghulam الذي لم يأكل الطعام meaning the young uh, child, baby that has not yet يعني began to يعني wean and eat food mm-hmm. so we're talking about one who يعني still maybe breast- breastfed hasn't um, يعني start, hasn't began to eat those solids mm-hmm. here now um, that child who urinates what do we do? if the urine, if you're holding the baby the baby urinates on on your garment what do you do? sprinkle water sprinkle water sprinkle water however there's a hadith from Abu Dawood ibn Nisa'i that the jariya which is the, the girl the girl yeah, and it's different for the girl meaning the girl who the baby girl who still hasn't began eating the salts wasn't began weaning yet anyone know what we're trying to get to has to be washed Hassan. has to be washed so there's some detail here hmm? don't be confused with what the Sheikh mentions later about the bowl of the untha the urine of the girl is the same as as the boy or same as the bowl of the kabira is the same of the uh, urine of, a, of an adult that's talking about the child who's began to wean boy or girl boy or girl is the same they, so, يعني, so long as they are eating solids boy or girl the, the urine is the same as an adult same as an adult however before weaning there's some detail and that detail is that the boy if he urinates the baby boy urinates then you can suffice with sprinkling water the girl the baby girl then you have to wash you have to wash not just sprinkle you have to wash some scholars have mentioned the reasons why they say that the boy for example the boy where he maybe boy where he urinates yeah and he, some of you maybe from experience um yeah, and he, it goes everywhere it goes everywhere as opposed to the girl baby girl it's in the urine is like in one place in one place so the baby boy that urinates is everywhere it becomes difficult to wash everywhere so it suffice with sprinkling with sprinkling yeah and due to the difficulty that's within within that huh? and so yeah and this is one of the reasons that is mentioned another reason that is mentioned is that yeah the um, urine 
of the uh, baby girl is يعني it is the نجاسة of it is more is مغلبة يعني it, it is stronger the urine of the boys is is يعني lighter the يعني the, the نجاسة of it the impurity of it it is lighter it is lighter because نجاسة you have مغلبة and مخففة so the نجاسة of the of the كلب and the خنزير the impurity of the the dog and the khanzir is mughallada it is يعني, a heavy and strong najasa يعني, the najasa they are of levels now so these are some of the reasons that have, that have been mentioned now now the shaykh mentions the najasa part of three types and he comes to this point here يعني, the mughallada the najasa which is يعني, uh, a heavy impurity يعني, a strong impurity uh, and that which is lighter, that which is lighter, and then that which is between them two. Now, even Mustamir Karim, where you and Narifa Mahua, Tahibun, Wama, who Najisum in Arwaf, Wabuari Hayawanat, Amakana, Yahilu Aku Lahmihi, Minal Hayawanat, Fabulu, who were all who Tahir, Tahir, Kalidi, or Bakari, or Lana, when I will have. لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أمر العرانيين أن يلحقوا بإذن الصدقة يشربوا من أبوالها وألبانها متفق عليه أدل على طهارة بول الإذن لأن النجس لا يباح شربه فإن قيل إنما أبيح للضرورة قلنا لم يأمره النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بغسل أثره إذا أراد الصلاة فهذا دليل على طهارته في الصحيح أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي في مرابض الغنم وأمر بالصلاة فيها وهي لا شك تقول فيها قال شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية الأصل في الأرواث الطهارة إلا ما استثني انتهى طيب for those who have the book before them the Arabic and the English, there's a part within the kitab that we don't hear the Shaykh actually mention. Uh, perhaps that is due to يعني, the Shaykh after the recordings, يعني, um, adding to the book itself. So we'll, we'll read that. فَالنَّجَسَاتِ عَلَى ثَلَاثَةِ This is what you didn't hear. The najasat, the impure substances, are of three types. Najasa, مُغَلَّضَة Najasa Mughallada, how did they translate Mughallada? Major? Major. Now, major uh, impurity, yani it's more stronger, heavier. Wahiya, Najasa to the Kalba, Wanahwe. It is the Najasa, the impurity of the dog, and it's like. Then there is the Najasa that is Mukhaffafa, the Najasa that is lighter, you know, minor, that is translated here, minor. And that is the najasa, najasa al-ghulam, the najasa of yani, the year of, of, of the infant, um, the one who hasn't began to uh, wean. And then the najasa, which is between that, between the, the major and the minor, and that is whatever else uh, yani, is in between those two. Whatever else is in between those two, or the remainder of the najasat. And then the Shaykh says, وَيَجِبْ ما هو طاهر وما هو نجس من أوراث وأبوال الحيوانات and I believe that's where we heard now we listen to, listen to the translation 
At this point, there must be a distinction between pure and impure urine and manure animals. Those of legally edible animals, such as camels, cows, sheep and the like, are pure. According to a hadith related by Bukhari and Muslim, stating that the Prophet ﷺ gave permission to the people of Uraina to take the urine and milk of the camels of charity as medicine. This hadith implies that the urine of camels is pure, for it is impermissible to take an impure object as medicine. Some may argue that the Prophet permitted taking or drinking such urine as medicine only in case of necessity. To this, we say that the Prophet ﷺ never enjoined washing the trace of the urine of camels before performing prayer, which shows that he did not deem it impure. It is also stated in a sahih, authentic hadith that the Prophet ﷺ, before the Prophet's mosque was built, would perform prayer at sheepfolds and would command his companions to perform prayer in such folds, though they had been surely urinated in. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, Purity is the original ruling on all kinds of manure except for those which are ruled out. Now, so uh, we can take from this, uh, from the very beginning what the Shaykh mentioned when it came to um, the uh, najis, or the najis that comes from the awrath, manure as you heard, yani defecation and urine of the animals. فَمَا كَانَ يَحِلُّ أَكْلُ Edible, as we heard in the translation. Those animals that are edible, then their urine and their uh, manure يعني, is tahir, tahir, pure. So, يعني, some of the urine of, the, of that animal or manure, um, يعني, uh, you come into contact with it or comes into contact with your garment and so on, then it is pure. And the Sheikh gave examples such as the camel, uh, cows, sheep, and so on. And then uh, the hadith, the hadith which is in Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, the Prophet commanded the Uraniyin, uh, those who are from Uraina, uh, that they يعني, drink the urine of the camel because within it is a, is a, is a cure. It's a cure. And this, no doubt, um, يعني, may seem strange to some. May seem, يعني, we think urine. But we have Iman, the Messenger Muhammad, he's. The messenger of Allah, and Allah does what He wills, and He has put, يعني, uh, He has put, uh, uh, يعني, cures in certain matters that we might not comprehend. We might not be able to comprehend, but we must, we have to be careful that we don't fall into, يعني, something of disbelief that we think, oh no, Subhanallah, يعني, that can't be right, because that is disbelief to think that something that is established, Sahih Bukhari, Bukhari Sahih Muslim, well established, one of the most authentic hadith you can get. One that is in Bukhari and Muslim together agreed upon. That we don't begin to doubt this and think, no, no way. Uh, or even joke about it. Even joke about it. Because this is it's the hazar in the religion. Mockery. They make mockery into laugh. This is a matter of disbelief. It takes one outside the fall of Islam. One who mocks about something, something established in the religion. This is something which is from the Nawaqid of Islam, from the nullifiers of one's Islam. 
Um, so we have to be careful of that. Now, uh, the actually one of the, one of the brothers asked me the other day, which answers this answers his question. He's asking about uh, horse manure. Horse manure. Anyone who goes horse riding, takes the children horse riding. Yeah, it's almost inevitable that you're going to come across some some, some horse dunk. Yeah, yeah, some manure, maybe even step in it or something. It's all over the joint. Uh, yeah, but here, yeah, uh, it's what we can take from this is what Sheikh Islam uh, mentioned is that the asl is the, is with the awrath is that it is pure. And these animals, are the animals that yeah, are edible. Now, um, something that the Sheikh did not mention. Uh, we'll, we'll make mention of it because commonly a person, uh, you know, may ask, uh, "What are the najasat then exactly? The najasat? And it can be categorized, it can be uh, make mention of them. And what is pure? What is impure? Some of them we already know from what, you know the discussion or that which the Sheikh has mentioned already. But there are those matters that are, uh, in a place of difference, a matter of difference, opinion." With the scholars, those those najasat that are muttafaq alayha are four. Those things that there is complete consensus from the scholars, from the Muslims, that they are impure, are four matters. Four matters. The first is the hayawan, the dam, الذي ليس بماء. Uh, the dead animal the dead animal which wasn't slaughtered in the Islamic way but you come across a dead animal it wasn't slaughtered you just found a dead animal dead animal which anyone know what that means? my Alma, what's the meaning of ma? Water, mai. Aquatic. Aquatic. From the sea. From the sea. So, excluding the, the, the animals within the sea because they are halal. Even the dead animals. Even the dead animals within the sea. We're talking about a dead animal. يعني, uh, on the land. On the land. Naam, that dead animal, it is uh, impure. Bittifaq. Consensus. Agreement. It is impure. The second, lahm khanzir. The flesh of pig. The third is that dam. الدم المسفوح الدم المسفوح meaning anyone know الدم المسفوح is it is يعني uh, that copious amount of blood يعني lots of blood even from, even from a human the blood which is just يعني a little bit of blood that comes out cut yourself mm-hmm. that's not impure what we're talking about Hmm? That blood which is يعني, a lot. يعني, if it gushes forward, 
then that is impure يعني from the uh, from the uh, living and the dead whether alive or dead now of course as we said laysa bima'i which is not aquatic يعني from the sea now that's the third the fourth bawl ibn adam warji'i warji'i the urine defecation of يعني, uh, a man, a human. Now, and the majority of them, so this is not متفق عليه, but مختلف في difference of opinion, but the majority hold الخمر. الخمر. Everything else after that, there's difference of opinion in it. So, just to recap those. Firstly, how many that are agreed upon? Four. The first, dead huh? animal. Which, yeah, dead animal, which by, by definition, when we say dead animal, we're talking about the one that has been slaughtered. Now, which is not an aquatic animal, meaning from the land, from the land, not an animal within the sea. That's the first. Second, Lahm al Khanzir, pig. The uh, meat of the pig. Third, copious amount of blood. Fourth, khamar. No, khamar alcohol toxicants. We said that is. There's a difference of opinion, but majority hold that it is impure. The fourth was what agreed upon. Urine and defecation of man. Urine and defecation of the human. Now, hey, so we heard in the translation as uh, sheep folds. First time I heard that, but yeah, the places where sheep are kept. The places where sheep are kept. Yeah, the Sheikh he used um, this point to make, to make mention. Um, or to prove that um, يعني, the um, urine and the uh, نعم, the urine of these animals يعني, uh, is pure because uh, the Sheikh he mentioned after making mention the fact that some may come back and say concerning the urine of the camel they may say that well hold on that was only for ضرورة Professor Sam only allowed it for necessity uh, the Sheikh mentions that we say in response to that that the Prophet did not command them with washing يعني, the effects of that urine um, يعني, uh, when they intended to pray. Uh, that the Prophet before the building of the masjid um, then he used to pray in those areas where the sheep were kept. And there's no doubt that they would urinate there. Now, and he used to command with praying there. Now, so that is an important point for us to, to know. Now. Now. 
شبهها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالمماليك من خدم البيت الذين يطوفون على أهله للخدمة ولعدم التحرز منها ففي ذلك رفع للحرج والمشقة وألحق بعض العلماء بالهرة ما كان دونها في الخلقة من طير وغيره فسؤره طاهر كسؤر الهرة بجامع الطواف وما عدا الهرة وما ألحق بها مما لا يؤكل لحمه فروحه وبوله وسؤره نجس أيها المستمع الكريم عليك أن تهتم بالطهارة ظاهرا وباطنا باطنا بالتوحيد والإخلاص لله في القول والعمل وظاهرا بالطهارة من الحدث والأنجاز فإن ديننا دين الطهارة والنظافة والنزاهة من الأقدار الحسية والمعنوية فالمسلم طاهر نزيه ملازم للطهارة قال صلى الله عليه وسلم الطهور شطر الإيمان فعليك يا عبد الله بالاهتمام بالطهارة والابتعاد عن الأنجاز قد أخبر صلى الله عليه وسلم أن عامة عذاب القبر من البول حينما لا يتحرز منه الإنسان فإذا أصابك نجاسة فبادر إلى تطهيرها ما أمكنه لتبقى طاهرا لا سيما عندما تريد الصلاة فتفقد حالك من جهة الطهارة وعندما تريد الدخول في المسجد انظر فين عليك فإن وجدت فيهما أذن فامسحهما ونقهما ولا تدخل بهما المسجد أو تدخلهما المسجد وفيهما نجاسة حتى تزيلها وفق الله الجميع لما يحبه ويرضاه من القول والعمل صلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين وإلى الحلقة القادمة إن شاء الله تعالى والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته The leftover of legally edible animals is pure, and so is the leftover of cats. According to the hadith narrated on the authority of Abu Qatada, who reported that the Prophet said about cats, it, i.e. the cat, is not impure. It is one of those male or female domestic animals which go round among you. Related by Tirmidhi, who deemed it sahih, authentic, and other compilers of hadith. In the hadith at hand, the Prophet ﷺ resembled cats to servants who go round among their masters waiting for their orders. Thus, deeming cats pure as stated in the hadith is a way of relieving Muslims from strictness and difficulty. Some scholars maintain the same ruling on legally inedible animals smaller than cats, such as birds and the like. They view that the leftover of such animals or birds is as pure as that of cats. On the other hand, the manure, urine, and, and the remaining food of any legally inedible animals other than cats and their likes are impure. Thus, taking care of physical and moral purity is central in a Muslim's life. Moral purity requires monotheism and devotion to Allah in both words and deeds. As for physical impurity, it includes purifying oneself from major and minor ritual impurities as well as purification from all kinds of tangible impurities. This is because our religion, Islam, is the religion of purity, cleanliness and purification from both physical and spiritual filthiness. A Muslim must always observe purity and cleanliness, for the Prophet ﷺ said, purification is half of faith. So a Muslim must concern himself with purity and avoid all kinds of impurity. 
Allah's Messenger وسلم, has stated that the commonest reason for the torture in the grave is one being soiled with urine, with urine without purifying oneself. Hence, if you are soiled with impurity, you must hasten to purify yourself in order to keep yourself pure, especially when you want to perform prayer. Always check your state of purity. And when you want to enter a mosque, for example, you should check the cleanliness of your shoes. If you find something fil filthy, you have to remove it and clean your shoes. And do not even enter a mosque with filthy shoes. May Allah guide us all to whatever pleases Him of words and deeds. I think that's clear. Um, just to add, um, when the Sheikh mentioned the um, the Surah Al-Hirra, meaning the leftover yani, or the remnants of that which the cat yani, may leave. Yani, when the cat comes, maybe nibbles on food and all that kind of stuff and yani, or whatever it does, um, that it, is, it is not something which yani, is, is najis, but rather it is tired. Naam, and the Sheikh mentioned what Alhaqa Ba'dul Ulama Bil Herrati Makana Dunaha Fil Khilqa Min Tayrin Baghiri. That some of the scholars they, um, yani, they um, added to this ruling along with the cat, yeah, that which is lesser than the cat, that which is lesser than the cat. So the Sheikh mentioned birds and so on. And also, يعني, the affair of mice and so on. Because the mice, they share the same يعني, traits as the cat. Meaning they come the tawafun or tawafin. And those who yatufun, those who يعني, constantly in the homes, they go يعني, in and out all the time around the house. Uh, so the Sheikh he mentions, kasukri uh, al-hirra tawaf. Their leftovers, that which they come into contact with, are pure, uh, just like the leftovers of the cat. tawaf, meaning with the sharing or with the common uh, reason or the characteristic, which is that they constantly come in and out of the home, and in in it would be difficulty, no doubt. In it would be extreme difficulty, and there are some who يعني, live their whole lives and they've got a cat with them. Some can't live without a cat. Uh, and a cat is something is allowed for us to have a cat, no doubt. But I know it's, uh, some people who love to have have cats. And so imagine that yani, someone always kept in the home and yani, would become difficult. Now, um, and then the Sheikh he finished with the importance of uh, Tahara and that a Muslim he strives his best, her best to, to remain in, uh, yani, in, in, in a state of Tahara and yani, to, to remove those Aqbar uh, yani, those harms and those Yani, those uh, filthy matters, whether they are tangible or intangible. Uh, and the Sheikh mentioned Yani um, that the Tahara, which is um, uh, yani apparent, open, and then there's that Tahara uh, which is inward. Uh, and so that Tahara which is inward is a Tahara of no doubt, Tawheed, Ikhlas, that we worship Allah alone, purify our creed, our belief, our worship with a tuheed, making it purely for the sake of Allah alone, making actions and statements purely for the sake of Allah. Uh, and then the tahara, which is the outward physical tahara, and that is everything that is yani, preceded 
Um, and the Shaykh mentioned an important point, and that is the fact that the Prophet he mentioned is from al-bawl al-bawl that the um, uh, what was translated was communist but uh, uh, that's the first time I've heard that I'm not sure if that's possible to say communist maybe more common more common um, you think communist? That's what I thought. So. Uh, now nah, that was yeah, the, um, the most common uh, reason for the punishment of Muslims in this hadith. Sheikh Abdul Masnad al-Bad, Hafidhullah, he mentioned this hadith shows to us that there are Muslims that will be punished in the grave. Not, the punishment is not just for those who can't answer those three questions in the grave: Who is your Lord? Who is your Prophet? What is your religion? Of course, if a person can't answer that, either he's a hypocrite or a disbeliever. Either a hypocrite or a disbeliever, and they'll be punished in the grave. But then the question comes, can a Muslim be punished in the grave? And the uh, answer is yes, because this hadith proves to us that from this ummah, the majority of the people who will be punished in the grave from this ummah would be due to not purifying themselves correctly from urine. And again, yani, uh, something which the scholars have mentioned, that a person shouldn't shouldn't rush, hasten to just leave the bathroom. Maybe the salah is going on, come to the masjid, you realize you need to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom, but you can hear the iqama going. Uh, you want to catch that takbir. And you think, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta catch the prayer. No, even in this situation, even if it means that you missed the whole prayer, due to the need, the natural need you have, maybe it's a long one, You've been holding it in all day and you gotta let it go. Uh, let it go. But then <laughs> and if for some <laughs> for some, yeah, and maybe um, yeah, and it doesn't all yeah, and it's in, uh, it doesn't come out yeah, and in, in Mongo. Huh? Staggers. Staggers. Now and the street terms are being used now. Uh, yeah, and it just staggers. It just staggers. Yeah, and meaning, if a person, some people are afflicted by this, yani, it, it takes time, and it, yani, there are drops that come after. So a person shouldn't rush and just stand up and khalas go, thinking that he's got to catch the prayer and all of that. Here, yani, even if it means yani, taking your time, even if it means missing the prayer, because here you're excused. Here you are excused. And you should make sure you, 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 you um, purify yourself as much as possible from your mind, but not go to the other extreme. Very important and something which, unfortunately, we ask Allah for His protection, many afflicted by whispers, whispers. More so than the previous times, as the scholars mentioned, and even I used to hear it in Mashaikh, many of the scholars in the kingdom, Mufti would be asked on the radio, Mashaikh would be asked in person, whichever Sheikh you go to, any, any, most of them asked about these matters. Individuals who were, who were afflicted by whispers, whispers all the time, thinking, oh no, yani, I've got urine here and there, and yani, I didn't purify myself properly. Maybe stay, yani, remains in the bathroom for hours. For hours. That's the other extreme. That's, that's the other extreme. Now, not, yani, how burdensome is that? And it happens, it happens. Individuals in the Sheikh Abdullah Rahimahullah, he was asked, he said that there was a person who came 
Um, he asked a question and said, Ya Sheikh, yani my whispers have come to a point where I enter the bathroom, I wake up before Fajr. I wake up before Salat al Fajr. I go to the bathroom to urinate, use the bathroom, to make wudu and all of that, get ready for the Salat. But I go in before Fajr, and by the time I come out, Fajr's left. The time's left. It's finished. That's how long. And because of those whispers and the person yani, allowing Shaytan to play uh, yani, with him or her. And that's from the traps of Shaytan. From the traps of, when he sees that a person, he sniffs out, as Ibn Qaymi mentioned, he sniffs out. Shaytan sniffs out the hearts of the people. If he sees firstly that a person has hirs and, 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 and zeal for good, then he pushes, pushes them to the, to, to, the, to the point of extremism. And then if he sees in a person that he's lenient, or she's lenient, then he pushes them to tasahul, leniency and so on, negligence. Mm-hmm. So a person, maybe it starts from zeal. I'm going to be, to iman. Purity is half of the iman, I want to make sure I'm pure. I'm standing before Allah, and I've got to be pure and all of this. And there are some who, again, at the same time as well, they misunderstand the matter. They don't, they don't learn these rulings. Mm-hmm. How many times maybe you're with someone, and uh, you say, brother, let's pray. Ah, let's pray, time for salah. He says, brother, I don't have clean clothes. Huh? My, my clothes are not clean. I don't know what you're referring to, because if you're referring to urine, then, and it, it's more or less every day, sometimes and it, it's the same excuse. You try to encourage your brother to pray, it's like, yeah, and it, um, but uh, my clothes are not clean. I pray when I get home, but it's an excuse. Huh? But now that you know these rulings, and if you come across an individual like that, then you can break it down. Hold on. Firstly, if it's your right, yes, it's mutafaq ali. It's agreed upon. But I'm pretty sure you don't walk out of your home with your right all the time, every day as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and your right on your clothes. You wear it every day. You're deliberately wearing clothes with your right. <laughs> huh? Now, but um, if you're talking about, some will go to the extreme of like, and because they're not clean, but what they intend is maybe, it's got a strong curry smell, maybe, yeah, and it's strong curry cooked at home and clothes won't smell too fresh and it's not clean but no that's not something which is yeah, and impure just because the clothes yeah, and it, uh, are not smelling yeah, and too good maybe a strong smell yes there's another ruling here now ruling of where yeah, and if a person comes with a strong stench just like we know the one who ate onions and garlic and so on and he's allowed to yeah, and he, uh, leave off the prayer in the congregation and anything similar to that anything similar to that the scholars used to, yeah, they would be asked very frequently um, especially in the kingdom in the hot countries where many of the workers those who work uh, in construction and so on they work out in the sun it gets hot real hot mm-hmm. and they begin to sweat like crazy sweat that we couldn't even imagine in that heat and yeah, they a foul stench so they come to the masjid and all that you can smell them from the other side uh, so it really puts people off in the salah and you can say this is more more than the smell of someone who, 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 who ate onions it can be real strong so the scholars they mentioned yes that's, that person is excused just like the one who is excused for uh, yeah, and the one who has the smell of garlic and so on so that then no doubt it has, a root, it has its place the person has a, a stench that is yeah, and, uh, severe then they'd be excused from Attending the congregation, we're not excused from the prayer. 
can't give it an excuse and say that you're not going to pray at all now. So, yeah, these are the rooms that we must learn. Uh, and we suffice with that.